everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook? Um, you have just me, Diane, today because my partner in crime, my compatriot in all things TV, Andy, is off doing good works in a foreign country. I miss him desperately. He's going to be back in a few weeks, but fear not. We've got some special treats in store for you. And this week, it's a chat with Alan Yang and Matt Hubbard, two Emmy-winning writers uh, who worked. Alan won his Emmy for Master of None, um, and Matt Hubbard won his Emmy for 30 Rock. You know Alan Yang also from his work on Parks and Rec, and yet he wrote on the show and he was a member of Mouse Rat. Mouse Rat forever! So we had a lovely chat about Loot, their new series for Apple TV+, Plus, now streaming. Starring Maya Rudolph, Matt Faxon, Ron Funches, Joel Kim Booster. It's just a veritable comedy who's who. Uh, it's a quick chat. It's a short episode, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Let me know what you think on the socials. And here we go with Alan Yang and Matt Hubbard. I was so excited when you guys agreed to talk. So thank you very much for doing this. We'll make it quick and easy. And... I listened to your chat with Leslie and Dan from The Hollywood Reporter. And while I enjoyed hearing about like the fabulous Lush House and all that, um, one of the things I'm very curious about is how you guys crafted the emotional story for Molly. Because I think there are a lot of women who get to a certain age where they find themselves being discarded for a trophy wife. And I was wondering how you went about crafting that story. Well, it was so important to us and I'm glad you brought it up because I think we had two parallel tracks going on with this show and one of them was challenging, right? One of them was, well, the question at the core of this, which was challenged was how do you make a billionaire likable? Is that something we should be doing, you know? Uh, uh, but I think we felt like, um, she loses all of her money and gets $87 billion, which is something that happens to literally no one ever. So that will be fun to watch. But we would have never done this show if there wasn't something very deeply, hopefully emotionally resonant at the core of it, which is that it's also, also a show about a person who has their, a woman who has their heart broken and is abandoned and has to face uh, what the rest of her life is going to be when you have so much life left to live, you know? And I think everybody's gone th through that, like, you know. And also that money is a type of bandage, but it doesn't heal all the emotional wounds. That's that's absolutely right. And, and you know, to Hubbard's point, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, you have all this money, you're good. It's like, there's, I, I hate to be cliched, but we want one of the points you wanted to make was there's more to life than money. And one of the very early initial alternate titles for this show was worth because it had a double meaning of, well, obviously her net worth is enormous after this divorce, but she had this larger feeling inside of her, which is what is her self-worth and what is her, I mean, not to be too grand, but what is her purpose in life? What is actually meaningful and fulfilling and did I waste two decades of my life being essentially someone's plus one and feeling like an appendage in someone else's life? Now she has the opportunity to 
I mean, like she says, figure out who she is and change into something that is, you know, a life that is worth living. And again, those are really big questions. Like it's a big fun comedy. It's, you know, the, it, it doesn't dwell too much, but to have those emotional underpinnings was very important to us because otherwise, why are you watching the show other than just to have fun? You know, what I really loved as I was watching the episodes is that you watch Molly figure out the things that she's interested in, the things that she does want to lean into. And also I loved not, it's really not a spoiler, but how she feels out of place now with her former rich wife friends. And I really love that you showed that contrast because all the things that she loved doing, like she, maybe she's not getting as much joy. I also think you guys get so much mileage because one it's Maya Rudolph. So we're sort of already on her side. And I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit. Uh, absolutely. That that was a secret weapon. And and to your previous point, you know, look, part of this show is a love story between Maya and then this entire new cast of people that she meets who are completely outside of her bubble and her are opening her eyes to what the possibilities of the world are outside of the the life, the very cloistered, insulated life she's been living. And then to your second point, we couldn't have done this show with anyone else. Again, it's difficult to make someone worth a hundred billion dollars likable, but when you have my Rudolph, you, you are entering battle with a weapon that is actually making it possible, you know? So um, just, just by nature, the fact that it's her and she can do drama and she can do comedy and she can do subtle and she can do big and she can yes. give you unbelievable emotion with her face alone, much lesser line deliveries. Um, that was key to us. And from Day one, when we had the idea, we would call Maya and talk to her and really fill in this character with what she enjoyed playing and what her thoughts were. And she's not a divorcee, but she is a woman and she is a person who's been you know, with her partner for a while. And it was like, yeah, let's talk about that. And let's talk about what could be funny for you to play and what would be emotionally interesting and, and what are you feeling? And so uh, that helped us from the beginning. And on top of that, she was extremely trusting of us and allowed us to write the show we wanted to make and kind of go with us on the journey. So all those things combined really helped us make the show in the way we wanted to. I also feel like she's had this incredible career in comedy and she's sort of grown into being this really fabulous actress as well. So it all comes together so beautifully in this show. And I also, since we have a limited amount of time here, I wanted to talk about, you have like this comedy all-star cast that you put, how did the cast come together? Cause you have Joel Kim Booster, you have Ron Funches, who is like a human teddy bear. And I mean, Michaela J who like blew me away again. Cause I, I did watch Pose, but this is Michaela J in a whole new light. And Nat Faxon who yeah. just, it, it's so seamless. It's so, how did the cast come together? That's wonderful. Yeah, go ahead Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, one of the other things that's amazing about working with Maya is that literally everybody wants to work with her because she's so good and she's such a giving performer in her own right and has such a wonderful reputation having worked, you know, with so many different great people that that we were able to put together a cast of people who just were excited to kind of go along for for the ride, you know? And what we feel so fortunate about is that people we were just so excited to work with wanted to do the show. And what's so great when you have 
a cast of people who are all so talented comedically in their own right. You know, a lot yeah. of them are right. You know, many Very of them are so. writers. Whether it's stand-up stand or writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they just get it in any mistake Alan and I make in the writing or joke that doesn't quite work like they they can paper that up you know and it, it's just such a lesson of just hiring people who you know just like you respect and like you want to work with and it just always feels like it then becomes more than the sum of its parts you know which which is by the way very hard to do and we feel so fortunate we were able to get the cast we were able to I think making any show is difficult because there's just so many people that have to be kind of meshing together. But as I watched more of the screeners, all I could think was, gosh, this came together so easily. And you also have, you know, it boy of the moment, Joel Kim Booster, who seemingly can do no wrong. And I'm like, dear God, don't let him step on a landmine. He's so great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. And, and, and like you said, not only that, but we are in, fierce competition with 500 other shows to get a cast yeah. to get people who can even do the job passively yes. much less brilliantly and we like to say we were blessed with five people who could be the leads of their own shows and in many cases have been or the lead of their own movie and are like you said writers in their own right directors nat has an oscar i mean it, it's really it's it's truly um you know we feel really fortunate and then like you said the second ingredient which is do they gel together? And, and to me, what one of the, my favorite things about the show is I think we talked about it's a breezy watch in a way that, you know, you can, so. you can, it's, it's not onerous to watch. We hope it's fun to watch and it still has something on its mind. So that's, that's kind of the goal behind this one. And I also liked um, the unexpected. I, I don't know if it's really a bromance, but the friendship between Nicholas and Howard, Joel Kim Booster and Ron Funches. I just, I, there's something about Ron Funches whenever he pops up on screen. How do you not smile when uh, you see him? But I love this sort of awkward meeting of minds between them. And I, to me, that just was very charming. And um, also when they sort of get together with Arthur one day at like a restaurant. It's the it, best. This is yeah. the weirdest trio ever. And I love <laughs> it. And I might want to see a spinoff with them. I don't know. But just I already want a season two. So do you guys already have ideas banked for season two? Yeah. I, we, so one of the great things about the show is because it's about billionaires who are kind of in the news. Uh you get you get a story ideas just coming across your news feed. So Hubbard and I will text each other things. Of, you know, I mean, it's like little ideas pop up. We have a file going. And I'm so glad to hear you say that about uh, about Joel and Ron's characters, because that's the kind of thing you write in the writer's room and then you cast the show and then you hope that they have chemistry together. And to me, boy, do they have chemistry? We like to say it's, you know, it's a, it's kind of like the story of a dog and a cat who become friends. You know, they, they, they just it's really and, and Ron, by the way, uh, however sweet he comes across on screen, he's even sweeter in real life. So you just you just really want to you know, he's just such a great presence on set. He works so hard. And and uh, yeah, him and Joel together was really magical. And then all the boys together near the end of the season. Um, we, we really enjoyed that, too. So some of our favorite days were just like those three guys hanging out and they're just so funny. Oh, that's nice. And I realized that Adam Scott is also one of the busiest actors and he's got Severance now, which is a huge hit. But if there's a season two, would might he pop up? I mean, because I love when he popped up 
in one of the later yes. episodes. No we, spoilers. We, no, no, no spoilers. He's in the show a bit. Uh, look, he's extremely in demand. Uh, he's he's a good friend. And um, we were just at a wedding together and I was Aww. having fun with him and his wife and, and being friendly, but also being like, what's your severance schedule? Like, what's that? <laughs> like, what, what, like, when are you in New York and where are you in LA? Like, like just, just, I was like, you need, if you ever you need a break from severance, you know, come do this fun show. So if we're lucky enough to do another season, uh, we would be really lucky to, uh, to, to get to work with Adam again. Again, we go back to, to the parks and rec days. Sure. And he, like Maya is someone who is so adept at comedy and drama. You're almost like, this is unfair because we like to say like most people can't do either really well, but those two can do both extremely well. So, um, yeah, we would love to have Adam back and, and hopefully, uh, if, if we get another season, we're, we're lucky enough to have him back. Um, Alan, just because I have rewatched Parks and Rec so many times, that's one of the reasons to get a Peacock subscription. Um, to me, Adam Scott was always the king of reaction shots. And I loved how Parks and Rec made use of that because, you know, for comedy, it's so hard to make comedies work. Matt, you worked on 30 Rock, <laughs> another one of my favorites. Reaction shots are just a staple of it. And you can get like so many more laughs out of that. And I just... I marvel at it. So I, when I watched this show, I was just like, it is like, it's a comedy cavalcade. And yes, I will spell both of those words with a K. <laughs> um, it's really that, funny you say that because I actually, when I started out, I was working on a show and one of the kind of like veteran writers said, comedy writers said to me, it's like, if you're doing a show and someone says a joke and you get a laugh, that's great. But if you then cut to the person looking at them and you get a bigger laugh, then like, you know, your show works. And, and it was that. like, you think of like friends, it was like, Joey would say something, then you go to Chandler and it's like even better <laughs> just staring at him, you know? Yeah. And it's like very hard to pull off, but yeah. yeah laughs really on funny. laughs on laughs. Yeah. I still, I still repeat a lot of Jack Donaghy lines, a lot of woman <laughs> lines. I mean, it's just part of my comedy brain now. And the same, same with Parks and Rec. It's just, yeah. it's in there for good. Um, and finally, an unrelated note, Alan, you and your girlfriend, Christine Coe, <laughs> are two of the most stylish people you kill it every time you're on a red carpet at an event i just wanted to give fashion props to you i i i really that's all christine and it's really tell her that i like send i will she's up she's upstairs right now i also want to credit uh our friend rob zangardi who uh well, i've known for stylish. 20 yes i've known but rob i i highly recommend making friends with us one of the biggest stylists in the world 20 he years ago j-lo he does j-lo he does queen of the paltrow and he does me and christine sometimes <laughs> when he's really nice so uh, yes i i recommend making friends with Rob when he's like 22 years old and you're both just uh, working on a late night show. So he's, he's wonderful, but I'll tell Christine, she, she, uh, she always looks great. And uh, you know, I try to, I try to not look like a schlub. So, so we try to but make that last look. event was like, I think you were, were you both in Dior? I was wearing Dior. I forget I the like, brand of her. She had to stop speaking yeah. to mere mortals now. He, he's too fashionable. <laughs> yeah. He's too it's, stylish. It's not right. It's not good for comedy. I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> Take it down a notch. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate it. And I've seen you at events for a while now. And we really appreciate your, uh, taking care to watch the shows and being so thoughtful about your questions. Um, yeah, we don't take it for granted. So uh, not everyone is, is watching as carefully as you. So we appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you very I much. Love, I love the funny and um, I'm praying for a second season.
I hope so. Us too. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you, Dan. Bye. Bye.